Happy International Day for the Eradication of Poverty. <laughs> you know what? I think, you know what? They've, they've convinced me. We should. You know? <laughs> I wasn't on board until <laughs> today's events. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me, because sometimes it's hard to remember that poverty's bad. Yeah. And that we should do something about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, Handing out chair. leaflets. My chair's already... Ugh. Okay, well, Ugh. it's good that it's happening now and not later, I suppose. Ugh. Okay. Sometimes but- I need... I think it's the carpet, actually. Mm. <laughs> you know, well, it's anyway. really... It sounds really <laughs> pathetic, but it's like a core workout doing that. <laughs> you're gonna make like an exercise video where you're like just ex- chair exercises with a broken office chair and a one two one two <laughs> and i'm also gonna be wearing a jane fonda exercise outfit with like leg warmers yeah well right like a full leotard that's like purple Hips fully sparkly. exposed yeah um big frizzy hair with a sweatband <laughs> anyway hey oh recording what uh yeah yeah let's do uh 55 so so i'm upset because i went to the ikea because they're they, they have their new line of gaming uh products yeah uh, and my ikea doesn't have them out yet so but I wanted they, to buy the IKEA gaming stuff. It's it's IKEA with the Republic of Gamers like uh, uh, collaboration. And I am it? a it's citizen. It's just like a like a RGB uh, Flongerhover bench. Uh, well, no, it's like what they've got it? like they've got like uh, height adjustable desks and gaming chairs and all that. But they've also just got like hmm. random little. They've got like a little uh, cup holder that you can like screw on to the side of your desk that I thought would be Ooh. kind of neat. I don't know. They've got like a ring light thing that looks pretty neat. It's fairly inexpensive. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Some mm. people are making fun of it because it's like, oh, g- gamer stuff, you know, because gamer stuff is cringe. Except that some gamer stuff is actually good. And people don't want to admit that because they think that that would be giving too much credit to the gamers. And uh, I'm here to say gamers are valid. We're just, we we try to be fair on this show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. That's just what we're all about. And so I yeah. think it's only fair that we give people a warning yeah. that this is episode 14, season six. Uh, it's the last episode of the podcast. Yeah. For this season. For th- for this season. Yeah. Yeah. Hold hold for shock. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't know speaking- how long the break is. Last time we said we were going to, we were taking a break and then we, it was like two weeks or whatever. I don't know how long this one will be. Yeah. I don't know. I it don't know depends. about you, but I'm like, I'm, I'm doing less and less to prepare for the show every week. Like, yeah. Um, I'm not, like our show notes. We open the thing up on Saturday and it's empty and I'm like, oops, yeah. <laughs> I'll go around in my brain and be like, what have I been thinking about this week? What's, what's been going on? That's why I, I mean, we. That's why we have to take a break. To be honest, because we just get we, get we expose out. ourselves to too much um, filth on the internet, and yeah, you yes. gotta. So I'm looking forward to cleansing my brain. I already have research in mind for a, a pop off episode. Beautiful. Um, yeah, me that I've too. Been wanting to do for a while. Yeah. So there's gonna be some. This fun is the thing. Stuff. People are like, "Oh, why don't you do more pop off episodes?" And it's like, "Well, we only have energy to do either the regular show or the <laughs> pop off episodes at like this at like one time." So yeah, this you how guys it works. are getting way more than you pay for too. Yeah. 
to be quite honest. Like, honestly, I think we should just put this whole thing behind a paywall. Yeah, probably. Like $50 a month for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, then maybe, maybe. Uh, well, I mean, you, you are soliciting donations. I'm going to move this up. But, you know, talking of, <laughs> Correct. of putting things behind a paywall, you had yeah. a, a great idea. Well, I'm one, I'm do, I'm doing my first round of fundraising for a a wonderful series new a. <laughs> series A. Uh, a the A's this, for Aaron. <laughs> the A's for me. The <laughs> the there's this new experiment I want to do uh, where it involves a parrot, and what we're gonna do is we're gonna get a parrot, and we're gonna sit it in a room mm-hmm. and, with a TV, and that TV will just be streaming twenty four seven. Uh, California's Gold with Huel Hauser, mm-hmm. and I want to see what the parrot picks up on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the parrot's go. not going to s- learn everything, but it will start to pick up phrases. And I think that would be a really scientific way to sort of like condense the essence mm-hmm. of Huel Hauser's voice. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, exactly. This Probably is this is almost dog. like an an analog <laughs> machine learning setup. Exactly. When you think yeah. about it. You're you're basically yeah. gonna have the parrot identify, you know, the the common uh, elements, as it were. Yeah, you've been you've been working on something else too. I have. I you've built work- a workbench. You've been um, working your wood. I have. Yeah, I'm, I am the woodworker. Um, mm-hmm. I think we made that joke last time, but it's fine. I'm, I'm just sure people keep will enjoy on it. Making it every <laughs> single time, Andrew. I'm gonna no, let finished. you in on a secret. Every episode now. Okay, look, we've got our <laughs> reminders here. <laughs> And we're going to say, uh, Andrew is a word worker. Yeah. Uh, is... <laughs> and that, you know what? It's cool for this episode. I can ch- ch- check that off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, everyone knows as if they, all they have to do is read the books, read the manuals. And unfortunately, or fortunately, they will regret this and they'll say, this is preposterous to me wood and things of this nature now more than ever and in many such cases uh they will also utter uh peace be upon andrew inshallah <laughs> he will make more wood products inshallah i will work my wood more <laughs> and i don't care if this is to you a vile act it's to me it's actually orwellian okay got, got we also have a there. patreon <laughs> We're making it up for not 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 doing all of our bits all season by stuffing them all into the last episode. <laughs> Just like Hollywood, frankly. Here's, here's the sound of us stuffing all our bits in. And then a quick... <laughs> so what were we talking about? Andrew's bench. I, your, your I made a workbench. It looks very good. Um, it has pegboard. Um, we love pegboard. Yeah. Pegboard, very pegboard. useful. Yeah. I feel like almost all walls should either be what are they called? Uh, are they called Dutch cleats? Oh, now I'm now I'm gonna. Oh no! Well, now the thing. now wood wood Twitter is gonna come after me. Yeah, this is the thing you mentioned it. Like, why are our walls lined with gypsum board? It should just be pegboard because then you wouldn't have to worry about like drilling holes if you're you know a tenant. You could just hang stuff up in the pegboard. Yeah. You know? French cleat. Sorry, didn't mean to give the Dutch credit where they oh, yeah. does not deserve. <laughs> actually, actually, French cleats were were developed in Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> 
But um, uh-huh. yeah, I, I think all walls should either be pegboard or French cl- cleats. I like, think this is a good idea. Yeah. I'm behind this. It's Thank too bad you. we don't have a think tank anymore because I would make this part of our platform. But yeah, but that ship sailed long ago. <laughs> so we gave up. It was just too much work. You know, it was. All of this yeah. is just too much work. It's when just you think yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all a scam, too. I know the you're not ready to talk you about be, that, but it is the a only scam. thing you should be working is your yeah, everything's a scam. Everything but really you should just be working your wood. That's the only thing you should yeah, be. Yeah. When we say hard you, you know that you should do hard working, what we mean is that you should do woodworking with hard wood. That's what that mm-hmm. means. That's all that's all it is. So your ashes, your maples, what have you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you've got a thing here and it says whatever this is, aka risk it for the biscuit. I'm gonna assume that this is about biscuit joiners since we're in a woodworking. This is- <laughs> oh no. Beautiful. <laughs> this is about <laughs> this is a tweet from at Frog Troubadour. Um Great name. Great name. A plus name. My, Frog Troubadour. My attention. They posted something from a from a chan, it looks like. Yeah, Should from- I do a dramatic reading of this? <laughs> yeah, this is this it. is from the four channel, uh, uh, the board slash fit, which is about fitness. Although since this is four chan, it's not really about fitness so much as it is uh, about stuff like this. Uh, about jizz. So this this anon says <laughs> I get it from here, and there's a link, and it says I use the primate growth and reproduction biscuit, as that's specifically formulated for male grade apes to get large and fuck. So I figure it's closest to what I want. It's also around a dollar per pound, which makes chicken look expensive by comparison. Be warned, they are pretty flavorless and hard to chew. Soak them in water, dab some hot sauce on them, and enjoy. They serve as my base for nutrition and caloric intake. I fill out the rest of my meals with eggs, milk, and hot dog meat. <laughs> this is an Anon who is eating a, a yeah, a, a growth biscuit for primates. Um, a zoo biscuit. Yeah. Missouri primate growth and reproductive biscuit. Um, someone in the replies um, points out um, terrible news for this person on 4chan as the top ingredient of this is D. Hall's soybean meal. So they are becoming oh no! a soy boy, I'm afraid oh to no! say. But yeah, I feel like this is this is just like the end uh, end result of like soylent culture where it's like I, I eat the food biscuit. It, it doesn't taste like anything, but it provides the sustenance. That's what it's you gonna, know. People, it's gonna make people me who, large and 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 uh, feckend. Yeah, <laughs> I I I don't quite understand people who think of like eating as like a chore, you know, and like food as not oh, a thing to enjoy, but that's just like, like so alien to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I live to like, eat. I don't eat to live. That's that's what yeah. you got to know about me. Seriously. Also, hot dog meat. As hot dog meat. Hot yeah, they don't say meat. hot dogs. They say hot dog meat. Which hot may, dog I, meat comes from the animal a hot dog. <laughs> you go to the butcher, you say, hey, have you got, got any freshly butchered hot dogs? <laughs> I need some hot dog meat. Uh, I love a good, you know what I love? A good hot dog loin. I'm confused why they don't, you'd think they'd specify exactly what hot, kind of hot dog, you know, because you'd think they'd have it down. They're like, you know, like, oh, I get the ballparks all beef franks, you know. Yeah. Because I don't Probably, screw with the pork franks, but instead I mean, it's just like I don't not, know hot dog meat. Knowing this is on a chan, uh, <clears throat> definitely not Hebrew national. That's sure. true. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah, I stay away from that. God. Oh no! Did I do an anti-Semitism? Oh no! <laughs> 
They're the ones, not me. Yeah. Them, not me. We're joking at their expense. To be clear, I will happily Excuse eat a me. Hebrew National hot dog meat. I love the Hebrew National hot dog meat. Yeah. The Polish dog meat, all the all the good dog meats. Mhm. Um, How do you get speaking your dog this fluffy. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, my answer is something called science. (laughs) Speaking of hot dogs, it's baseball season. Baseball. Well, it's it's the end of baseball season, but yes. (laughs) Well, it's the only part of baseball season I care about. True. So the only part that really matters that has stakes. I'm actually watching the game. Unless you consider that the entire season leads up to the end of the season. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. But uh it's been fun. Well, I'm 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 a Dodgers fan. Um and so I've been watching the Dodgers win and lose. Um mm-hmm, so it's been mm-hmm. a variety of things. Mm-hmm. Um and I just wanted to point that out for our listeners that yes, I I did watch a sports ball. Um I am invested in it. We're, but we're also proud of you. There's another kind of strike going on right now, mm, Andrew. Mm-hmm. It's strike season. It's strike season. I'm glad you put this on here because um, I, I want to talk about the John Deere strike as well as all the other strikes. But yeah, um, lots of so labor many. action going on. We love to see it. Um, I put this tweet in that's, uh, that's uh, the Ed McMahon meme, you know. 1,400 Kellogg's workers on strike, (laughs) 10,000 John Deere workers on strike, 38,000 Kaiser healthcare workers have authorized a strike, 60,000 Yahtzee media production workers have authorized a strike. Um, So there's just a lot going on. I I, I hear tell workers are fed up. Yeah, uh, IATSE, which is the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, it's basically all the people who actually get the stuff done in the movie industry and all <laughs> the that. people who do the work, yeah. Um, I guess they were they were preparing to strike on Monday, and now the, um, the, the industry association with which they negotiate their contracts has agreed a tentative deal. Um, we'll see if the union ratifies said deal. Um, yeah, they got to take it back to the workers. And from what I hear, uh, it could be more complicated because it sounds like there's some things. Yes, uh, but it, it does sound like the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers absolutely blinked on that one. I saw a TikTok suggesting that be- the way that it works is that IATSE members, you know, not only provide their labor, but also often a lot of the equipment. And so because they were preparing to go on strike on Monday, they were like wheeling out equipment on Friday night. And that might have spooked uh, some of these <laughs> studios who were like, wait a minute, we have to get scabs and... And equipment. <laughs> <laughs> it's been sort of wild to follow because I've got some friends and people that I know that that work in the industry, and to see them, you know, posting about it on social media, and they're all having like banner uh, decoration parties for the strike and stuff. And I mean, it's uh, I I haven't I I haven't seen a single person that's like against it. <laughs> like, yeah. it's pretty. Uh, so, so there, so that's there was of... there was one guy on Twitter who was against it, and he claimed to be a PA and was like um, mad at them because it means he's not going to get paid because I guess he's not in a union. But you know, so he was um, just tweeting. Um, I think if you look up the hashtag fuck IATSE, he's like the only one in it. But yeah, <laughs> he, inv- he, inv- he invented it. Yeah, yeah. I not thought only that is was he is a particularly customer, he's amusing. The CEO. Yeah. Yeah, so there's there's the Hollywood strike. There's um John Deere 
Which has been pretty interesting. You said you wanted to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh... Um, so, so a lot of John Deere workers have gone on strike um, at their at their production plants um, because they uh, John Deere has basically been attempting to play hardball um, in a rather ridiculous way. Um, Jonah Furman on Twitter has been chronicling this uh, and doing yeoman's work. Um, uh, but yeah, so basically. The wages of John Deere workers ha- have hardly increased since like 1997, um, and and, and the, the basically they were the UAW a paltry, dumbly, yeah. Didn't they uh, allow them to do like a split tier system? Is that the same? Indeed, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that happened a lot uh, during the economic crisis in like 2008. That these like split tiered systems went into effect because I think the UAW thought it was doing the companies like a nice thing during the economic crisis of being like, okay, you know, like. This seems necessary now, but now this company, which had like six or seven billion dollars in profit next year, was offering a uh, paltry wage increase that did not, you know, not even like sufficient to cover inflation Um, and then wanted to eliminate uh, pensions and things like that and greatly increase the cost of benefits. So all the employers walked out. um, And so now Deere has uh, salaried workers, um, you know, (laughs) scabbing basically. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so Jonah Furman has a tweet here, uh, on the first full day of John Deere using non-union workers to attempt to replace UAW members on the factory floor, didn't even make it till 8 a.m. without a 911 call. And it's a video of an ambulance heading into the plant on that morning. Um, and then later that day, there was, a um, someone leaked to Jonah Furman, uh, one of these like safety slides that you have when a safety incident occurs. And this was from, um, that date near miss, uh, uh, tractor operator, um, uh, was pulling into a bay, but didn't account for the front weights making contact with the utility post and crushing the two gang electrical box. So basically, a salaried worker crashed tractor within the plant and all that. Um, I love when they deliver my tractor and I can tell that it's already crashed. You know what I mean? Because it yeah. does take a lot of stress off of me. Right. So <laughs> it's remarkable to me. I don't know exactly what the company thinks it's going to accomplish by making the salaried workers do the hourly people's jobs. Cause that's not something as a salaried worker that we are equipped to do and would do yeah. well. Like all you're doing is, is creating solidarity between us and the unionized workers. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're going to get them to start talking about, you're going to put them in the same conditions that made your other workers organize smart. Yeah. I <laughs> think dear smart. I think John Deere thinks they're going to try and play hardball with the union. And I think that they're going to crumble because I don't think that this is going to end soon unless they make major concessions. And it's coming up on, um, you know, the next big manufacturing cycle for combines and equipment for next year. And if that gets delayed, Deere's going to be absolutely boned <laughs> for next Clap season. For that, you stupid yeah. Uh, we love to see it. Also, Kellogg's um, Kellogg's workers are on strike. Kellogg's was actively advertising um, to hire scabs who would be willing to literally in their ad. It was like, we're looking for people to cross the picket line, um, <laughs> which is silly. Um, it's a cereal company, whatever. What, what's remarkable to me is Kellogg's has four plants and they have all of 1400 workers at those plants. That's. That's the scale just, of deindustrialization and automation for you, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. There's so much cereal and so little cereal worker. Well, apparently, I think the, the, the major grief, uh, grievance that they have at Kellogg's is that they're working like uh, nonstop seven days a week for months at a time to make cornflakes. 
<laughs> and it's like you have 1400 workers you can stand to hire a few more you know like yeah. it's not it's not that big of an issue um and then yeah i guess you have kaiser healthcare workers um possibly preparing to strike um which would be fun um and then uh, teamsters uh, teamsters have an election coming up and uh, there's uh some uh up and comers that are sort of trying to displace all of the Hoffa heirs that sort of are corrupt oh, yeah, and get them out of here. you know screwed things up so mm-hmm. they're like actual socialist communists uh which is pretty based um and then after that there's going to be a uh, they're going to be negotiating basically this is a big election because the UPS contract negotiations are going to start after this election yeah, so, and as this article that you put in notes, uh, UPS has the largest Teamsters contract, 268,000 uh, employees for yeah. UPS that are in Teamsters. And it's a so. pretty shite contract from what I understand. So, uh, uh, Which it has that, no reason to be because that is uh, a quarter <laughs> of a million people. Like, if, <laughs> if they go on strike and nobody gets their treats, like, come on. Dude, havoc. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They, the 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 guy the guy like the incumbent sort of Hoffa air is bragging about how he's never had a he's never never done a strike before because he's always like taking care of things behind the scenes and it's like that that's my not, guy that's yeah. the opposite of how it works like <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about like accidentally scabbing during the UPS worker strike by like uh uh, uh driving a package to my friend myself. <laughs> Um, you put something in here that says, Aaron, would you like a sports ball washing machine? Would you like the sports ball washing machine? Yeah. Let me um, read this from at boardroom. Yeah. Which, you know, first of all, great accounts. (laughs) (laughs) The Eagles are partnering with Tide to motivate fans to use cold water to make a positive impact on the planet. To kick things off, Tide has introduced the first ever talking washing machine customized with NFL player voices that will remind users to wash in cold. Oh boy. Yeah, so what this is, it appears, is like... Excuse me? This appears to be like a Kenmore washer with some decals on it. (laughs) (laughs) And then I don't know, they, they put something in it so that it talks? I don't understand. I don't know. This I've is been, I, <laughs> a remarkable like waste of marketing funds to make this thing. I it'll be interesting to see this in like ten years on YouTube when someone gets a hold of it and makes a whole video about it. You know, <laughs> you know, like in the eighties, my family had a Garfield telephone that was uh-huh. Garfield. That and was I actually just useful though. That was actually useful, and it was delightful. And then mm-hmm. this is this is the only thing we can come up with now. Only thing Eagles about the Garfield telephone uh, didn't work on Mondays, weirdly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. no, I guess Tide, uh, they've turned their logo all blue uh, and they're doing like a whole big cross promotion with the NFL about, oh, wash during the blue cold lives matter? or whatever. Oh, washing cold. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> NFL teams are turning to cold. Tide is pleased to announce the NFL has joined the hashtag turn to cold movement with supportive teams turning to cold water washing with Tide, uh, which I guess what? it's Who? worth noting here. Um, you should just wash your clothes in cold water. You don't need cold water yeah. detergent. Um, Who did that instead of instead of uh, 
making it cold power. I don't know. That's way better. Yeah, I don't know. Clean, clean, beautiful cold. <laughs> it's uh, I already wa- do you. I wash my clothes in cold. I I made that change, you know, a couple months ago, and yeah. I'm happy to say it's it's been great. Mm-hmm. I do too. Yeah. I so, notice no difference in 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 in. No. Yeah, it's it's fine. It works just fine. The clothes are clean, etc. So you know, I'm excited for this next item because it's been a while since we had a Mel magazine. Uh, this is true. Article, well, it's but you've yeah, posted it's because one they shut here. down for a bit, but now they're back. Um, oh. Uh, but um, uh, you know how everyone's been talking about the supply chain lately. Right. Lots of supply chain stuff, mostly to blame Biden for it, um, as mm-hmm. though this, you know, problem sprung out of nowhere on January 20th or whatever, um, <laughs> which it, it did not. Um, but um, this is uh, another article by one of our favorite, Miles Klee, uh, which is entitled, Oh, so everyone's a supply chain expert now. Americans sure think they understand a system of global capital they've always taken for granted. Uh, he starts off with um, quoting tweets from uh, a perennial favorite of ours, oh. Ben Dreyfus. Do you remember this guy? <laughs> oh, how could I ever forget him? Uh, ben Dreyfus made tweets that said, I moved to Idaho recently, and let me tell you something about living in a small town in fucking Idaho. Amazon doesn't even pretend to offer you two-day prime delivery. You want something on Amazon? Congrats. It will be here in a week. It's the first time in my adult life that I feel like there are things that I want, can afford, and I'm legally permitted to have, but I cannot attain in a reasonable amount of time simply because of societal failure now this tweet uh, people responded to him and were like i'm sorry that you moved somewhere and now can't get your treats in time like it, it was a bizarre of course um he then oh my goodness there are so many replies he made this a massive yeah. tweet thread um it's insane yeah i just want to say that ben is it's an remarkable honorary to- noah yeah He's like the Noah of the actor's fail son world. Right. Yeah. You move from New York to Idaho and then you go, wait a minute. They don't have the same level of services out here. <laughs> um, we should put all of these people in Idaho. Let's get them all yeah. out there. Take Ben Dreyfus here. Not only seems surprised that Amazon packages take longer to reach him in the mountains of Idaho than they did in New York, but is quick to chalk it up to societal failure. Really? Are you sure this belief we're owed delivery of any legal item we can afford in a reasonable amount of time is not in itself unreasonable? Mm. People are so used to like, you know, you order something off Amazon and it magically appears. Um, but yeah, then there's um, a whole bunch of quote tweets from Republicans who are like Biden and the Democrats. Biden better fix this supply chain disaster. All this stuff. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. There's a lot of people who are, um, you know, they, they think that they know what's going on, I guess. So <laughs> these people um, that just like live in such a disconnected world. I mean, look, the, the freaking, the Molson Hart guy. Uh, well, so <laughs> before you begin, this guy appeared previously on the show because this was the guy yeah. who was talking about, um, you know, uh, um, he he's the guy who has friends in New York who, um, you know, make a million dollars, but actually it's not a living wage or whatever. If you remember yeah. that tweet, this is yeah. the same guy. In rural um, Texas, we posted a $14 an hour part-time cash container unloading job. No one showed up. Now our team of two is unloading 3,500 or 35,000 pounds of brain flakes themselves. Wild that $14 isn't enough these days. Pictures are old and for plush, but it gives you an idea. Yeah. 
Um, so it's just a tractor trailer full of boxes of something called brain flakes. Brain flakes, which are like some sort of creative toy thing, plastic mm. nonsense uh, for kids um, that like interlock. But yeah, I enjoy that this is like, um, yeah, it's like, oh, 14. People don't want to work for $14 an hour. What? Yeah. Him, 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 him realizing that, yeah, the reason that you don't want to do the job and are trying to pay someone else to do the job is the mm. same reason no one wants to do the job for how much you're paying. Right. And this, <laughs> this tweet was quote tweeted by Dan Salmon. said, amazing watching prospective employers learn in real time that the minimum wage effectively shot up this year and no one told them. <laughs> and that's the thing is that, um, I mean, you have the, a lot of the supply chain issues are, um, well, now I'm going to pretend like I know what the supply chain issues are, but basically they're backups at like the two ports that we have <laughs> that accept container ships. Yeah. Um, cause apparently it, we thought that was a good idea. It turns um, out when everything you consume comes from China or California or from China through California. Yeah. Through Long Beach <laughs> specifically. Yeah. yeah. And there's like for a 40 cargo ship deep line waiting to get into the dock, <laughs> into the yeah. port, um, that you've, you've kind of screwed up. Mm-hmm. Turns out uh, globalism has problems. Who who could yeah. have thought? Yeah. Who could, who could have envisioned that outsourcing then you, then everything? Then you also have the employers who are complaining that no one wants to work and yet are also steadfastly refusing to increase their wages. And they sort of want yeah. some way. They're searching for an impossible solution of like, um, people should just be legally required to work for us without us they, having to pay them more. They're mad that slavery doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do you mean I got to pay people more? That's not part of the deal. And it's like, mm, well, no, it kind of is. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, they tried that with the, the you know, unemployment benefits went away. Um, and so people thought that that might mean that more folks would go back to work. Um, and the number of added jobs last year was, I think, the worst month in the entire year in terms of how little it was. So that that did not work at all. Didn't didn't um, work. Turns yeah. out, you turns know, it turns out. out a lot of those people are just dead. Fun fact. Yeah. Um, it's almost <laughs> like several hundred thousand people have died. And yeah. Uh, and they're not coming seem- back to work no matter how much you uh, beg them. Yeah, because they yeah. are buried. It turns out, in the yeah, ground. there there might there might actually be a labor shortage now, and you're gonna have to increase prices to compete or go out of business. Either one, I don't really care. Also, which frankly, also I want to say that um I'm glad Mel Magazine's back mm-hmm. because I'm looking over here in the popular section on the right of the oh yeah mm-hmm. the web picture <laughs> number one Hooters the king of boobs has just discovered ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number two, my college girlfriend thought the quote Mormon dick soak would preserve her virginity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number three, there's only one reliable way to make your loads bigger. <laughs> they're 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 covering the real issues. That's the people, thing. I, it sounds like uh, people are are getting a little. Uh, there's some pent up energies. That I that think. is certainly true. Yeah. <laughs> If your energies are pent up, um, please don't talk to me about it. I don't want to mm. know. Please. <laughs> please. Well, I'm speaking of energy you. and supply chain yeah. issues. When it comes to the seduction of women. My um, there is- um, over in the UK, things are going great, by which I mean they're going absolutely terribly. They have even worse shortages than we do um, because of <laughs> Brexit, among other things. Um, yeah. 
But um, one of the things that they really don't have very much of is electricity, and that's because a lot of their electricity is generated with natural gas these days. Um, natural gas, which they get from Russia, and um, also natural <laughs> gas, which they basically got rid of all the storage facilities for a couple years ago in order to do cost savings. Um, so, so now they don't have any like surplus natural gas. So the price of wholesale electricity has shot up. Um, and this has resulted in um, some freight operators that used electric locomotives uh, switching temporarily back to diesel locomotives, wow. um, which is uh, <laughs> bleak, to say the well, least. Well, that'll probably help, you know? Well, yeah, it's worth noting that a lot of the modern freight locomotives that they use in Britain are basically modified versions of American freight locomotives, so they're not exactly, like, economical on fuel. In mm -hmm. fact, they, they often complain about just how much diesel these things use. <laughs> so, um, but I guess Beautiful. somehow that's cheaper than, than electricity right now. Um, it's interesting though, cause this independent article like doesn't really cover why electricity, wholesale electricity costs have gone up, but, um, it's largely to do, well, it's down to capitalism really. And like just in time type methodologies. Like I say, they basically had a bunch of onshore natural gas storage. And then one of the big natural gas companies was like, this is expensive. We don't need this and closed it all. <laughs> and now they're like, well, now seems, wait a minute. We needed that. <laughs> seems to be a pos uh, uh, seems to be like a theme recurring through of, of just like, and I'm I'm gonna name names here. It's just it's like boomer ideology of like, well, um, fuck everyone in the future. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> we're gonna do what is best for us now. We don't, we don't need now. this now, so yeah. So yeah. let's get rid of it. And it's mm -hmm. just like it's it's I've I mean you see it everywhere in every industry. You've probably seen it at your job. You probably you know all the listeners. It's just like a certain cohort of people who just have no ability to like plan for the future everything is now it's really terrible mm -hmm. um and it really is weird that it's like seems to me to generally be older people yeah because like out of anybody you should have a better uh grip on this mm -hmm. but uh but ted cruz has a solution yeah he does have a plan this, for actually. the future um, as as you might remember, Texas's electrical grid basically fell down in February because it got cold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ted Cruz has discovered that Bitcoin will stabilize the electric grid. Um, uh, uh, and the way that this works, in his words, um, because of the ability of Bitcoin mining to turn on or off instantaneously, if you have a moment where you have a power shortage or a power crisis, whether it's a freeze or some other natural disaster where power generation capacity goes down, that creates the capacity to instantaneously shift that energy to put it back on the grid. Um, that's well, this not is actually how a really good works. point because, because um, as you know, every bank and ATM actually is printing that money that it gives you um right. and it takes mm -hmm. just a lot of inputs it takes a lot of power you know and you can't just turn it off yeah. you know it's it's always got to be going because people always need that cash money yeah so, i mean there's either yeah. a misunderstanding that like bitcoin mining involves some sort of energy storage operations or the thought here is like bitcoin mining operations you'll just like when there's high demand you can just tell all the bitcoin operators to shut their stuff off but like as this Ars technica article points out they're not going to do that unless you give them some money 
Um, <laughs> yeah, you're you're and, literally like telling them to shut the to shut the doors on their store so that they, like their revenue streams just are closed. That's just stupid. Doesn't yeah. But also, like, How the amount that you would need to make up the shortfall, like, would be an incredible amount of electricity, like, lost to Bitcoin mining on, like, a normal day or whatever. Yeah. Um, it work. Yeah. It's I don't just know. stupid. <laughs> yeah. This is what happens when you invite Ted Cruz to the Texas Blockchain Summit, apparently. <laughs> yes. So, yes. Yeah. Oh, I like to put a chain on his block. Mm-hmm. That was a weird transition. Um, speaking of solutions to problems, um, a Virginia Republican, a pro-Trump Republican, has come up with a solution for sea level rise, um, which is, uh, oh, no. what if we just take all the boats out of the water? You just wrinkled my brain, man. Yeah. Uh, Scott Pio, or Pio maybe, says, I'm curious, do you think the sea level would lower if we just took all of the boats out of the water? Just a thought, not a statement. Um, and then several, just, like, I just, yeah. And then like several, you know, like, uh, Virginia Democrat accounts were like, you know, this guy's r reminder, this guy's running for office in our state, you know, and like, this is who you'd be electing. Um, and he replied to one of these and says, when you take things out of the bathwater, the bathwater decreases, does it not? Got a lot of hate from your group for asking a question about taking things out of the water. Curious when you stop believing e in pure e physics. I guess you don't believe in science experiments? E, 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 E. My answer is something called science. Yeah. Um, <laughs> worth so noting... My brain's so bad. <laughs> uh, worth noting, well, first of all, I think there's an XKCD, like, what if about this, but also the oceans are very large and ships <laughs> are very small relative to each other. <laughs> so... I just... Yeah. I just... Okay, my chair... It's back. The best thing were people jumping into his mentions to defend him and like, uh, they're like, oh, well, check out this video of like this boat in a canal that like sucks the water towards it and whatever. It's like, that's in a canal, not in the entire ocean. If you would have asked me like 15, 20 years ago, if I, if I thought our future would turn into like a Monty Python sketch taking place in the middle ages, you mm -hmm. know, like... I would have said, no, probably not. But like everyone's brains have devolved. It's like a new dark age where yeah. people just like their reason and sense of understanding of the world around them is just like devoid. It's, mm -hmm. it's incredible. Yeah. These people and these people have power. That's the thing too. They have power and all the resources to be smarter than this. And yet, mm. By the way, the answer, uh, according to Randall Monroe of XKCD, is if you took every ship out of uh, Earth's waters at once, uh, the level of the oceans would decrease by six microns. <laughs> Thank and you, that, Randall, that, for that doing decrease would be made up for in sea level rise in about 16 hours. <laughs> oh, um, boy. Speaking of good ideas, Andrew Yang... Um, <laughs> this one, this one broke me this week. Hashtag totally math. Did. Um, he's started a new political party, which technically is not a political party. It's right now. It's just a political action committee, but I guess they're trying to become a party or they plan to register as a political party or whatever. Mm. Um, but it's called the forward party, not left, not right forward. Um, now hilariously that was taken on Twitter. So they have the handle at FWD party. 
yeah. which makes me think either front wheel drive or of an email chain from a boomer that's like re re forward 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 re forward forward re forward yeah. the re forward party um but um uh so they founded this party uh on like October 5th or whatever and then this week Andrew Yang made a tweet um about it that I think unintentionally admitted how stupid and useless the whole project is um, he tweeted, if there was a forward party car, it wouldn't turn left or right. It just goes straight ahead, which um, which would not be useful as a car. Um, and he acknowledges <laughs> this. He says someone was right. It should be a food truck. I just what? I, this <laughs> Folks, our party is like a food truck that that can't turn. It's only going forward straight off the cliff. <laughs> How is he this dumb? How? Yeah. How? It's I don't know. It's incredible. Yeah. Like this would be a really good joke. Like there's, it, there's, it's well, impossible that's the to thing satire is, anyone. He's got now. this whole blog post on his website that's like, oh, both mainstream parties have failed us uh, in our quest to do silly things that don't make a difference. I guess. <laughs> this. So. This. Andrew Yang, just you're just a disappointing. Person. I I sort Please. of I I appreciate him t- basically. This is um essentially political suicide, at least for the time being, right? Like removing yourself from the two party system. So, um, you know, big ups to him for that. Um, he's gonna leave <laughs> us alone for a bit until he figures out that this is not going to be a successful grift. Yeah, uh, and then I imagine he'll come back, probably on the side of the Republicans, because why not? Um. You know, that does seem to I don't be know. Maybe he'll trend. run for libertarian president, uh, you know, candidate for president. I feel like that would be an interesting arc to try, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, well, you know, over on the left, you know, not over right, not right, left. not, not yeah. on the one on the right, we're on the left here. Um, there, there's a someone has brain splained, mm-hmm. uh, something to us. This is from uh, at bronze swords. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this it says is here, PhD good. student in philosophy and history, true classical liberal center left pro beauty, pro freedom, anti bullying, anti feminism slash SJW. I just want to say those are not center left positions, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was thinking about why so many in the radical left participate in quote unquote speed running. The reason is the left's lack of work ethic parentheses go fast rather than do it right. And in a Petersonian sense, to elevate alternative sexual archetypes in the marketplace, fastest Mario, one out of 14. <laughs> By the way, the, the Petersonian sense that he's referring to here is, is that's Jordan Peterson. <laughs> that he's quoting like a philosopher, like it's, I don't know, Kant or Hegel or like whatever. Hegel. <laughs> in the Petersonian <laughs> sense. Somebody yeah. do Zizek saying, uh, Petersonian, reading this tweet in a Petersonian sense. Oh my gosh, somebody please read this tweet in a, in a Slavo Zizek Slavo voice. Zizek, yeah. <laughs> please. Somebody a speedrunner may well spend hours a day at their craft, but this is ultimately a meaningless exercise since they will ultimately accomplish what was exactly that which is done in less collective time by a casual player. This is thus a waste of effort on the behalf of the speedrunner. I've changed my mind, Andrew. I'm reading all this in the in the Shizek voice, yeah. and I like it. 
the goal it's the answer is quite obvious if you think about it the goal is the illusion of speed and the desire bracket subconscious to promote radical leftist borderline communist ideals of how easy work is because leftists are always talking about how easy work is mm-hmm. um Everyone always says that these speed runs look easy. That is part of the aesthetic. Think about the phrase fully automated luxury communism in the context of speed running, and I strongly sus- suspect that things will start to click in your mind. Why did he put, like, scare quotes around click? <laughs> yeah. Now, as to the sexual archetype model in speed running generally. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have uh-huh. any passing familiarity with Jordan Peterson's broader oeuvre and of Jungian fi- psychology, you likely already know where I'm going with this. Uh-huh. Keep this passage uh-huh. from Maps of Meaning in mind. Oh, God. He's quoting from Jordan Peterson books. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, in the sexual marketplace, what archetypes are simultaneously deemed the most creative and valued the highest? The answer is obviously entrepreneurs like Elon Musk and others. And then he just says sexual archetype about a hundred more times. Um, yeah. Do you um, know your sexual archetype? I don't know my sexual archetype. Let I don't. Google well, this. then he comes back. He does the thing where you do a big, long tweet thread uh, that's obviously like um, deranged and ridiculous. And then you come back and say, oh, my, I wake from a nap to a huge amount of triggered leftists in my notifications. Um, uh, and then he says, nine I've been secrets to video- bedroom bliss. What is my archetype? I found a quiz. I've been linked to a video by H bomber guy, which made many of the same points as me, but did so while being a radical leftist. And he was celebrated. I meanwhile brought in a contemporary philosopher who is more of a centrist and was ridiculed. This confirms my argument. And H bomber guy replied to this. H bomber guy has a video about speed running, which is uh, a good video. And he says, uh, H bomber guy says, quote, speed running is awesome because it's a new sexual archetype. And Elon Musk is very handsome. Unquote me. Apparently, (laughs) Um, this is remarkable. I don't know. What's even funnier to me about this is, um, this person has done all this, like, philosophy posting, um, and their avatar is the main character from the video game Cyberpunk 2077, and, I, like, it's an incredible juxtaposition. Um, I don't get it. We should take also, a... Just, they have this tweet here. A, yeah? Um... I have to put this in here because I just saw this. They have a tweet in their um uh 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 in their timeline. This is from November of last year, but it came up for me. Um, um what it is, I'll describe it to you, viewer, listener, um, since this is an audio medium. Um if you're familiar with the Doge meme, it is a Doge, um, but with Ben Shapiro's face, and then it's captioned, okay, this is epic. And uh, about this, Conrad Golden says, I saw this image in my quote-unquote feed, and it confuses me. (sighs) It's because you're not based enough, obviously. Is this guy like 80? I think it's it's probably (laughs) a troll account, is the answer, but... Yeah. Wow, I'm just looking at their timeline... I do like someone Picture. taking uh, yeah, a Petersonian sense. I just love, I don't know. That's going to stick with me. We should put that in the new, let's for next season, since we yeah. can't add any more, underneath Andrew's woodworking, we'll add, say, in a Petersonian sense. In a Petersonian sense. And I love that spell check was like, Petersonian is not a word. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. 
it's should not have valid. squiggly lines under it. <laughs> it is invalid. When you say when you when you try to type Petersonian into your computer, it's just nine secrets to bedroom bliss. Remember, there are no right or wrong answers. Please choose one that best describes you. Um, hmm. We're discovering our sexual ar- archetype here. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know that I, I'm, like- I don't know that I'm prepared to do this on the air. I'm not prepared personal. to do this on or off the air. Yeah. I don't even know. They Well, first of all, the quiz, all the questions start off with, I like sex when. Yeah. Um, when. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Yeah. But the, the, the archetype, let's just give people the list of the archetypes and then you can find out what you are. But mm-hmm. like, just for right now, there's the innocent. Discovering the fire, the adventurer playing with the matches, the sensualist enjoying the heat, the seeker turning up the furnace, the revealer forging the meaning, the magician mastering the energy, the mystic merging with the all-pervading fire, the nurturer tending the fire anew, the artist dancing in the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, none of these describe me. Where's yeah. the Where's the lounger? I don't. I don't That's want fire me. involved the lo- at all. The, the lounger. Hmm. This mm-hmm. is a This is a nice fire in the fireplace <laughs> where it's supposed yeah. to be. <laughs> well, yeah, you can. That's you can get a book. Nine Secrets to Bedroom Bliss. Apparently, so. Just as a FYI to our listeners, you know what? Let's pivot next season. Hmm. Let's just turn this into an all horny podcast. I think that would be a good, <laughs> that would be a good fit for us, you and me. I have to start checking any... the explicit checkbox on Transistor <laughs> when we upload. Yeah, we're gonna pivot. So uh, next season, get excited for that. Get excited! Get excited! It might be a very long break because we have to go in <laughs> and, and gain some experience in these realms. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to have to go. I mean, you really do want us to have expertise when we speak yeah. on these things. Right. So if there's uh, if there's any volunteers I've, as well. I've, I've to, placed uh, all of Je- uh, all of Jordan Peterson's oeuvre in my Amazon cart. I'm going to read that. <laughs> we're going to we're going to become a Petersonian podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When it comes to the seduction of women. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better day by day. And I think I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing.